Hello there, and welcome to Stu on This. I'm Stu Bittman, and this one's called The New Normal. This is podcast number 32, and I'm hoping the 31 podcasts I've done so far have uh, that have been all about love have laid a nice groundwork, because I'm going to talk about something a little harder today. It's almost exactly 30 years ago that I wrote my first letter to the editor questioning the policy of mandatory vaccination and in so doing earning the label of being an anti-vaxxer. I have to say the term didn't quite have the stigma it carries today, mostly because there were so few of us that it wasn't even worth taking us uh, seriously enough to judge or or ridicule. I always felt that term was not ex- accurate for me because even though vaccination didn't fit my worldview and doesn't fit my worldview, my stance was always more about the ability to choose. Well, anyway, it's 30 years later and now I'm an anti-masker too, (laughs) at least in some folks' minds. And to be honest, I, I am choosing not to wear one and to avoid places that mandate their use. And to be even more honest, I don't like seeing them on other people because they remind me of what I am most afraid of regarding this pandemic, which is a new normal based on seeing each other as vectors of disease and death for each other. That doesn't quite fit the dream and vision of a world that I've been holding and working toward for 30 years where the new normal is love and compassion and cooperation between each other. A new normal of respect and stewardship for the planet and a return to nature and natural ways. A new normal where we each reclaim the responsibility for all that. You know what? Believe me, when when my wife and I chose not to vaccinate our daughter, who we love (laughs) and loved, by the way, we knew that came with a responsibility to raise her with good habits, good health habits, good good ways of dealing with the world, positivity, all of those things. A, a new normal that's all about masks and separating from each other does not fit that vision for me. And even though it's being promoted as being for the common good, to me it's based on a fear of death. And a fear of death does not make a vision of life, does not make a vision of a world with love, compassion, and respect. It doesn't make it easy. And you know what? That new normal wouldn't even be new. Because this this is how the world's been headed for decades. Even though we seem to think death shouldn't happen, and even though we tend to take death personally, death is part of my worldview because it's part of life. And I believe we cut ourselves off from life even more when we shun death. Hey, death isn't my favorite part of life. I'm sure it hasn't been on many people's bucket lists over the years, but... The reason I'm sharing this with you is because I don't fear death, and it is a direct result of my worldview. Fear of death is much more prevalent now, and I know a lot of people are not fearing their own death, but they must be fearing death of somebody based on this new normal that's being proposed. The fear of death is a lot more prevalent now, I think, because we've hidden it away and we tend to fear what we don't see, what we don't know, what we don't understand. People used to die at home. Now we stick them in places to die. 
In the year 1900, the leading cause of death in the United States was the flu. Flu slash pneumonia. I'm chuckling because it's ironic. I, I think contact tracing is making people even more afraid. Like, oh my God, what if what if they trace it back to me or back to my business? I know this is a horrible thought right now, but it's interesting and ironic that in the year 1900, people who were dying of the flu and pneumonia were dying at home. And guess where they got those viruses? <laughs> if they had been able to do contact tracing, then they probably would have seen that they were getting the viruses from the people they love the most. And of course, we solved that problem by sticking older folks in hospitals and rehab centers and nursing homes. And isn't it interesting that that's where a lot of the COVID-related deaths have occurred? Gosh, and I have a feeling that if we had asked some of those people who died in nursing homes in the last couple of months, if they would have preferred to die at home being hugged and loved by their loved ones, I have a feeling they would have said yes. Gosh, folks, we're talking about this new normal being temporary until therapeutics, until some vaccine is developed so we can feel safe. But I have to remind you that if we look back in history, it hasn't been vaccines or drugs that have made life safer from other infections. In the year 1900, tuberculosis was the second leading cause of death. But 40 years later, deaths were down 75 percent. And tuberculosis was number seven on the list. And there were no treatments. There were no vaccines. But there had been great changes in public health, in sanitation, and in nutrition. The third leading cause of death in 1900 was gastrointestinal infections. And by 1940, it's nowhere on the list. And also by 1940, flu-slash-pneumonia deaths were down 66% and were down to number five, again, with no no therapeutics, as it's being called these days. But unfortunately, as infectious disease started killing fewer of us, chronic diseases such as heart disease and cancer and diabetes and strokes and chronic pulmonary diseases... These are started killing more of us, and these are all diseases related to lifestyle, to life choices, and a toxic planet. Diabetes doesn't even appear on the list until 1940. <laughs> until 1940, and cancer was ranked number eight in 1900, and by 1940, it moved up to number two, a position that it has stubbornly held ever since. We could go on and on. Yellow fever used to kill a lot of people, and it was largely eradicated, not by the vaccine. It was already pretty much eradicated through sanitary, excuse me, sanitation measures, mosquito control, etc. We've been at war with viruses and bacteria since we ever knew about them, as if they weren't part of the nature or part of the environment. And though we've gained some victories, oh gosh, antibiotics have saved a lot of lives, but there have been consequences every step of the way, and perhaps we're living one of those consequences right now. Folks, sterilizing the universe is both futile and, in my opinion, misguided. Keeping ourselves strong, keeping the world clean, working together for both of those goals is a great idea, no matter 
what, no matter if or when drugs or vaccines are developed. Albert Einstein said that the most important decision we make is whether we believe we live in a friendly or a hostile universe. I'm going to repeat that. The most important decision we make as human beings, he didn't say that, but I assume that's what he means. The most important decision we make is whether we believe we live in a friendly or hostile universe. You can go ahead and call me an anti-vaxxer or an anti-masker, but the reason is I've decided it's a friendly universe. And for me, a new normal has to honor that decision not just be an extension of the old decision, not just taking a belief that the universe is unfriendly and unsafe and adding the rest of humanity to that list of being unfriendly and unsafe. So if you see me not wearing a mask, please know it's not because of any of the reasons you probably think. It's because I think the universe and you are all friendly. And to me, that means that we're all part of a beautiful dance of oneness and that whether we believe in God, or we believe in evolution or some combination thereof, I am at home in the world and the world is my home. The new normal can be heaven. The new normal can be one in which all the schmutz that we've allowed to become normalized in this world becomes addressed and healed. The new normal can be a world that works for everyone. And even though I get frustrated at times because that vision seems perhaps more elusive than ever, I will continue to hold it and work toward it for another 30 years or 30 lifetimes or however long it takes. Stew on that. And I'll see you next week.